we are live. It is 12 o'clock Eastern Time, 11 Central. This is episode 29, and this is the Free Agency Podcast. Actually, that's not our name, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the Mavs Podcast. It's the Mavs Podcast, yes, but yeah. it's a Free Agency Special. Um, gosh, where do we begin? Usually everything starts rolling in now, but... Uh, Tony Snell has <laughs> agreed to a deal with Milwaukee. Okay. There it is. The first big move of the night. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot of news come in already. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Let's yeah. see. Let's start the first, with... The first big thing. Yeah, go ahead. Let's start at... I think it was the Ricky Rubio trade around 6 o'clock. Yeah. Um, that was a genius trade. Uh, I think it was Bill Simmons or Zach Lowe mentioned it past week. Um, what a perfect trade for both teams. I, I can't say enough for Minnesota to get a first-rounder and then for Utah to um, – I think they might have saved Gordon Hayward with that trade because um, they can make the argument that they're a better team than Boston right now. And then with the subsequent trade of Paul George to Oklahoma City – uh, you know, Boston's got nothing. So, I, I think well, that but was... if you're, I think, but here's the question: If you're Gordon Hayward, is okay. In the last few days, the Rockets have picked up Chris Paul, and now the Thunder pick up Paul George. Yeah. If you go back to the Jazz and you've got Ricky Rubio, and yes, Rudy Gobert is there, but you know, are you just facing just a monumental task to? go anywhere in the West where you look in the East, Boston had the best record in that conference. And, and yeah, Cleveland destroyed them. But if you join Boston, are you that much closer to maybe knocking off Cleveland? Right. Um, ooh, Patty Mills has agreed to a four-year, $50 million deal to stay with San Antonio. Hmm. That's pretty cheap, I think, actually. It's a good deal for San Antonio. I agree. Um, he's good. He's really good. I like Patty Mills. I, I didn't like him at fifteen million a year, so they did good. Uh, yeah, going back to your point, I, I see your point, but I think that's within the realm of just wanting to advance. Where uh, I don't know. I, I guess I see your point. I just uh, I don't know. I think with and and I don't disagree with you about Utah being a little better talent wise with Gordon Hayward there and Ricky Rubio and Rudy, Rudy Gobert. I yeah. just think when you look at the landscape of the West, is he just thinking <laughs> we're not? You know, it's just going to be a bloodbath to try to get to the semifinals or conference finals, let alone the NBA finals, whereas you go to Boston and it's pretty much, can we beat Cleveland in a seven game series? Well, but that's a big if, because if LeBron, I'm wondering if uh, what Hayward does is just sign like a three year deal with Utah and just say, look, I'm going to be fair. Uh, You guys have been fair. Let's run it back three more years. um, And let's, let's see what we could do. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I do think, though, that um, this puts Utah way back in the game, and they seem like out of it this past week. 
Yeah. So uh, the other big trade, which ironically Zach Lowe proposed like a week ago, which was uh, Oladipo for Paul George, and that basically became the trade with the bonus. And uh, essentially, they traded Serge Ibaka for Paul George because that was what they got for the Serge Ibaka trade. And uh, great, great trade for Oklahoma City because uh, they get out of that Oladipo contract. And, you know, Paul George is an addition as, as good as any addition in the league right now, right? Yeah, and even they could take the risk as a one-year rental, which I think maybe other teams were skittish about, because one, without them, you know, where were you going with that team anyway? You know, even yeah. though Russell Westbrook's the MVP, and then two, you're not you're not attracting free agents to Oklahoma City, so you got to kind of roll the dice with a situation like this, and hopefully he enjoys playing there, and you can keep him longer, but. Even if you don't, man, is next year going to be entertaining with Westbrook and George there in Oklahoma City? Because they become really, really good immediately. You know, they're back in the top four. If you're if, if you're kind of discounting the Clippers, and we'll get to them in a second, um, or you know, depending on where Gordon Hayward goes, I mean, that's I think Oklahoma City can jump back up to the top four of the, of the conference. I agree. I think, um, and then you know. Paul George is sitting there as a free agent in a year, and what's stopping him from signing just a one-year deal with Oklahoma City? If, if like, if they took Golden State to six games in the semifinals, right? Like, right. And he's looking at the Lakers with like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, and not even making the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, I could see him just being like, you know, let's do a one-and-one. And uh, maybe I can make an all-NBA team, get a bigger contract, and just playing it like that because why not, you know, if you're that close, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we just talked about Ricky Rubio going to the Jazz and uh, seeing now Jeff Teague has signed a three-year, $57 million deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves to yeah. become the starter there, presumably. And I saw another uh, tweet saying uh, Timberwolves are looking at Paul Millsap, too. Because they have, they've got a ton of cap room now because they gave up Rubio for nothing. Yeah. And so they already had like $20 million, and then they just added 14 So they've got like, they could, they've got max money for a round. So, um, well, I guess they just gave Jeff Teague, what is that? $19 million. 19, 19. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> 19 million for Jeff Teague? That's a terrible deal. That's crazy. So then you've got what? Teague, Wiggins, Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, I don't know, is Pekovic still playing center there? They actually cut him last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a tough one. Do they, uh, no, they got, did, you, did you say Dang? Oh, yeah, Gordon. Gorgie Dang, yeah. Um, did you, would you rather have Jeff Teague or Kyle Lowry? Um, Kyle Lowry? Yeah, cause I, mean, I, I think, I think they should have got Lowry. Well, I guess Lowry's gonna get like four years, a hundred million maybe. He wants to. Yeah, I think Lowry's gonna get, Lowry's gonna get more for sure, but I mean, I think Lowry's a better player. 
Yeah, I'm wondering if they gave four years 100 to Lowry if you would have gone to Minnesota because that's a better team. Yeah, I mean, if you've got Lowry, Butler, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, and Andrew Wiggins, that's that's a really good group. Now, they're probably not ready to challenge you know, the Warriors, but that's that's a really good team. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading tweets here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what they see in Teague to give them $19 million. That seems like... I might I might have just waited and seen, uh, you know, what point guard did not get signed to a big deal. And then they could have cherry-picked on that because, uh, yeah, I don't know, that's a lot of money. And then you have uh, Toronto. Who knows what they're going to end up doing because they can't run that same team back, but... Uh, I guess yeah, they're Woj. clearly not good enough as is. But. Yeah, and Woj is reporting that uh, Ibaka is negotiating with Toronto right now. Oh, let's see. How do you say this guy's name? Shams? I always want to say Charnia. Charnia? What? Shams Charnia, the guy who works with uh, Woj, or did work with Woj, I don't know. He says, sources, George Hill, Spurs, discussions broke off. Denver and New York have so far made initial contact with Hill. Mm, Yeah, interesting. I thought George Hill to the Spurs was like almost inevitable after the Chris Paul deal, but uh, it's not. Maybe not. Um, Anyways, let's see. I think... uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, it's been on every podcast this week. We don't have to over-talk it, but uh, I think uh, the Clippers, yeah, the Clippers gave five years to Blake Griffin. I think the Clippers are, they might end up being a better team without Chris Paul because they did get a lot of players. I just don't think they're going to, they'll be like a bubble playoff team if they end up keeping Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams, you know? I don't think they'll be a yeah. four or five seed. Uh, and that's barring health with Blake Griffin, too. I think the Rockets are still kind of the same team. I don't, I don't think they, uh, I don't know. They still can't beat Golden State. They're reportedly talking to Iguodala. I don't see what the big deal is there. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, you, you have Chris Paul now. And obviously James Harden's really good. You still have Gordon and you still have Anderson. That team still can't guard anybody. Yeah. So I don't see, you know, they'll they'll be a little bit better. And obviously Chris Paul's really, really good. But, yeah, I still don't see them in a uh, playoff situation, you know, winning a big game and coming up with big plays down the stretch or, you know, anything yeah. like that. I don't know. Sean Livingston re-signed with uh, Golden State three years, $24 million. That's cheap. Three years, $24 million? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good deal. That's cheap. I did see him outside of a club in Vegas once. Sean okay. <laughs> right. How did he look? Uh, exactly the same, shockingly. Wow. Um, let's see here. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about Blake Griffin and the Clippers. You mentioned okay. that. I mean, yeah. five years, $170 million. Terrible I thought deal. for sure after Paul gets traded that they let Griffin go and just start to rebuild. But, I mean, what are they doing now? 
Yeah, uh, Bill Simmons outlined a rebuild plan for the Clippers today on the ringer, and I thought it was great. You know, uh, he really laid it out perfectly, clear the decks out, try to attract free agents there next year. If that doesn't work, move the team to Seattle. I thought, I think both moves just sound great for the team. I, I think right now, I like Blake Griffin a lot. I just don't think he can come back from all these injuries. You know, and yeah. uh yeah. the the analogy that uh Bill Simmons used was uh Amari Stoudemire not getting re signed by Phoenix and right. how he went to the Knicks and he tore it up for like half a year and then he was never the same. And so yeah. I that's a great parallel is uh Stoudemire to uh Blake Griffin because it's just uh it's just a lot to ask in terms of uh eighty two game season on a body that that is that beat up, you know. So yeah. Anyways, I thought that was that was a shocking move, especially with Jerry West there. You know. Well, I just don't see what they're kind of building around. I mean, I guess you're just counting on Blake's health, maybe. I mean, that's kind of what they're gambling on here moving forward, and him somehow becoming some, you know, reaching some higher level. I just don't see where they go. So it's like your two max guys are Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan now. Yeah. Or are you going to let Jordan go in a couple of years and Griffin's now your guy and you're bringing in some other people? I mean, I don't know. Or is Austin Rivers that good? And we just don't know. <laughs> no, he's not. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> right. I think, uh, you know, it's funny how just in one year's time, uh, you know, I would totally – now rather have the Mavs roster than the Clippers roster, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just, it's amazing what the Mavericks have done in just one year to kind of flip everything. And then you have, you know, you have this guy in Dennis Smith where you're like, this could be our future franchise player. And mm-hmm. that is just, uh, that's exciting. So tying this back to the Mavs, uh, let's talk Mavs rumors. Yeah, apparently, uh, they are talking, they should be talking to Nerland Zoel right now as we yep. speak. That's, that's what's being said. So I guess they're going to try to, I mean, he, he should be priority number one. And, um, then after that, I guess, uh, you know, I've heard, I know you threw Tim Hardaway Jr. out, I think last week, but yeah. I see on Hoops Hype that, you know, that he's not on the Mavericks list. He's not on top <laughs> of the Mavericks list for free agent signings. Um, you know, the only other rumor that's been out there has been Drew Holiday, but I guess now there's a chance he's going to get some big bucks from the Pelicans. Yeah, I read a couple places. There was talk of Ben McLemore being on, uh, their list as a reclamation project. I think that'd be a fun project. I like his shooting form. Um, I don't know how good he can be, but we can use like a legit shooting guard. So uh, I wouldn't mind him as a, as a rehab project. I don't know. Maybe two years, 10 million, two years, 12 million. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're exactly right. If the price was right, I mean, he's a young player. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's, uh, that's what you want, you know, a guy you got a chance to do something with. And if not, he becomes maybe a, uh, 
maybe something you could throw into a trade. There's yeah, wrong the other guy I like that is he's pretty much never mentioned with the Mavs is uh, again KJ McDaniel's is out there, and uh, I think this guy can play. I think uh, he was cut by the Nets, which is never a good sign. But hey, so is Yogi Ferrell, right? That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. So I would love for them to to go out and get KJ. Even if it was just a one-year deal, you know, just hopefully not a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal, like two years, six million, like they did with uh, Seth Curry, because uh, I think he he's got the athletic ability, and that's really what you want. He's got a little fire to him. Uh, he's just got to work on his shooting, and it really is all-around game. But Mass can develop guys. I mean, I think that's what our free agency is looking like now. It's going to be. Uh, Something like that, you know? Well, and KJ McDaniels, I think, has a chance to become almost like a Corey Brewer type. Yeah, and that's fair. Corey Brewer came to the Mavs, and after he had been released, I mean, he was a lottery pick. Yep. And yep. we signed him the, the championship year, and he kind of came off the bench as a spark for the, for the Mavs, and we didn't end up keeping him, but he's obviously gone on to be a pretty productive NBA player. Yeah. So I, I like him. Those are the two names I'm watching. Uh, do you have any others you're you're hoping they show interest in? Um, not, I mean, not really. <laughs> like, you know, I'm looking at the list of free agents, and it just seems like there's a lot of guys out there who, yeah, yeah, maybe we could bring in, but but why? You know, are we are we that much better? I'd rather us just focus on kind of a younger core, and that's where like. McDaniels is intriguing because you know they're young guys and they really could develop along with these other guys to become um, you know even if they're just rotational players that's great you know and just yeah I agree gonna be on the maps for a while so I, I think we we lock up Noel you know fill out the roster a little bit and then sign um, sign Dirk to whatever he wants and. Uh, you know, run it out there and just, you know, spend another year developing the younger guys. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, the whole free agency list, it's very shoulder shrug-like, um, which is a big change for us because we've, we've really been going after the biggest of the big free agents every year. And so... Right. Uh, it, it's almost nice. I like it. You know, it's yeah. It's, there's less angst about okay. Let's see where Darren Williams is going to sign. Okay, we're meeting with Dwight Howard on Tuesday. Let's please. Uh, let's hopefully this could work out. Like I like the fact the Mavericks are just kind of sitting this one out and not trying to hit a home run. And I mean, failing. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is if somehow Nerlens Noel doesn't resign here. You know, that that would be the ultimate kind of Lucy pulling the football out from Charlie Brown. <laughs> well, and we, and we have his right. So, um, right. We have a chance to match. It that would be us kind of walking not to resign him. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't um, see that happening. I think our worst yeah. case is we have to overpay for Nerlens and pay him like right. 25. Yeah. 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 I'm hoping we can get like a little bit of a discount for him to take less. Right. Um, I think uh, um, 
I think the other pro is we could help teams look in the clear cap room and really get uh, maybe we could pick up some picks or, um, you know, maybe a pretty good player that, that they just want to dump because they're, right. they're signing somebody else. And that would be exciting, especially like uh, if a team like Phoenix goes after Paul Millsap, maybe they're dumping Bledsoe if we take Knight. I, I don't know. I, I'm making up stuff. But, you know, there's a scenario out there where we can just uh, capitalize on a team, another team's desperation. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, I think Donnie Nelson was on the ticket here in Dallas last week and talking about, you know, he's okay with letting the Warriors win, you know, titles over the next five years while the Mavericks kind of rebuild, which I think is a, uh, you know, pretty smart way to look at it. And if someone is out there overpaying for a free agent that essentially is not going to compete with the late, with the, uh, with the Warriors at the end of the day, then we're more than happy to pick up some guys that they just can't afford anymore as a result. Yeah. Well, and you know, the funny part is it's, it's, it's so comical how there's such a frenzy every year in free agency. But if you look back to last year, there were so many more deals that really murdered teams than deals that really helped teams. I, I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant at Golden State, that, that's an obvious one. And the year before, LeBron to Cleveland, that, that's an right. obvious one. But of of all the other deals, I mean, the only other one I could think of last year that was a big franchise kind of changing move was Harrison Barnes to Dallas. You know? Yeah. I mean, could you think of any other... I mean, Chandler Parsons, total bomb. I don't need to you know, Jan, get into Jan that. makes $16 million a year. God. Dwight Howard to Atlanta. Yeah, right. And right. traded. Um, gosh, who else was there? Yeah, I, I would say as far as uh, a positive impact goes. All those I would guys. That, I would yeah, all you. those guys that went Crab and Evan Turner to Portland. Terrible moves. Um, Biombo to Orlando, terrible move. Right, right. I, I mean, these 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 deals don't work out. <laughs> no. So I don't know. I and I think the Mavs are better at cherry picking than they are at reeling in big fish. Obviously, they never <laughs> right. have. Clearly, yeah. Clearly. So uh, speaking um, of big fish, Steph Curry has signed a. <laughs> no surprise here. He's staying with the Warriors. So all those Mavericks fans. I think he would come play with his brother. Mm. Um, he's going to stay in Golden State at five years, two hundred one million dollars. Man, that is yeah, not a hometown discount there. Which is uh, well, but but actually, with the cost of living in the Bay Area, that's like a that's like a fifty million dollar deal, pretty much anywhere. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, he's barely getting by on that. Uh, another deal that's been reported is okay. uh, J.J. Redick is not leaving Los Angeles, but he will walk across the hall to the Lakers locker room. No way. Four years, $55 million to go play for the Lakers. Wow, that's a steal. Yeah, it kind of is. Four years, $55 million? So about $13.5 million for him to go play for the Lakers. 
who have a ton of cap room, and so that's nothing for them. They've got their starting two guards to go along with uh, yeah. Lonzo Ball, and you got wow. you know, Ingram and Julius Randle. That's, I mean, that's, that's a good pickup for the Lakers. Oh, that's amazing. I thought he was going to go to the Sixers for sure, but um, wow, that's pretty cheap. I can't believe, uh, wow, I'm impressed with that move. Um, well, I lost my train of thought because of that. Oh, I'm trying to make sense of, okay, so Woj is now with ESPN. Mark Stein is unemployed. Who owns right. the rights to the vertical now? Is that did that go? I think that went with Woj, right? Uh, no, I think it stayed. I think it stayed with Yahoo. I think you're right. Yeah, I so, think it's a Yahoo brand. Okay. Yeah, I tried to get the the Twitter handle today, the horizontal, but it, apparently it was taken. Seriously, <laughs> I just <laughs> I was going to rebrand our whole podcast <laughs> as the horizontal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could kind of catch on. You never know. Yes, yes. But, trolling, uh, tro- trolling woes through our <laughs> Twitter handle. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah, apparently somebody else had thought of it, though, unfortunately. So I had to move on. Um, are you, I still have not seen anything on J.J. Reddick, though. So uh, that, was, that was a woes tweet. Is it fake woes? Let me see. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I think it was was was. Well, now it's not there anymore. Ah. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see here. Um. Google search on JJ Reddick. Um. Oh yeah, uh, I just say uh, yeah. I just had JJ Redick is meeting with the Sixers. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's uh, I can tell you. I saw tweets. <laughs> Thank you guys. You know, maybe somebody retweeted a fake Woj tweet. Tweet. Maybe. Yeah. Because um, I've got free agent JJ Redick is meeting with the Sixers. Big sources tell you. So. I mean. Wow. Well, I, I apologize to all the fans out there. Okay. <laughs> How could you? Um, anyways, okay, let's... This, you know, what you're really seeing is what can happen uh, when you're on Twitter. As our as our president will say, there's some fake news out there on Twitter. <laughs> so... <laughs> you got to... Yeah. Gotta watch your sources. Um, Gotta check your sources. It's true. That's my fault. Okay, Sean Livingston, you reported that deal. Okay. Yep. Apparently that so, okay, so earlier this evening, um, Mike Fisher was reporting that the Mavs are going to touch base with Serge Ibaka to just kind of feel out his contract uh, request and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and see if we could if we were uh, could be in the game with him uh, what's your quick take on that um okay if you could get let's say let's say four years 60 million would you do it would you want to do it I think I might do that 
And here's what okay. tilted it for me. I just looked up. Do you do you know how old Serge Ibaka is? <laughs> Nobody knows how old Serge Ibaka is. Okay. So presuming this is accurate, he's 27 years old. Yeah, everyone says though he's like 31. Everyone's saying like he's really four years older. Okay. Well, if that's the case, okay, I'd want a little due diligence on his actual age. Yeah, but if he's really under thirty, and we could give him if we if we can get him for fifteen million a year, that's a pretty good pickup. Although, again, does it put us in that sort of seven eight seed territory? Because then you've got a front line of Ibaka, Noel, and Barnes, yeah, and a backcourt of Smith and uh, you know Wesley Matthews. Well, I, I'll tell you what scenario I do like is if it becomes a sign-in trade for Dwight Powell. Um, <laughs> hey, to, all, to Dwight Powell's family, I mean, who <laughs> continues to listen to this podcast, I mean, again, we apologize. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but we just continue to kill Dwight Powell. Yeah, I. well, he is a Canadian native, and um, I think it would work. They could take back nine million. They have a replacement at power forward, and uh, that way we could stomach. I, I would love that because then we could really stomach Serge Ibaka because it would only be a six six million dollar difference. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, makes it a little easier. So that's. I think that's the only scenario I would like Serge Ibaka because. You know, when it comes down to it, would you want to be a 7 or 8 next year or would you want to be a 9 or 10 seed and just, uh, you know, get another lottery pick? I, I think if I'm choosing between that, I have to go with the latter. But if I'm if I'm going to be a 5, 6 seed, that's different, you know? Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, if you're going to be a little bit more in the mix, then, okay, great, you know, but... I still don't think even getting Serge Ibaka puts us above like a seven or eight seed. Yeah. I, I think it'd be so. an interesting uh I mean, is he still good on defense? I don't think he had a great year last year. No, so. I don't think he had a great year. But again, it's I would rather see the Mavericks just be kinda of bad for one more year. Yeah. And then and then, you know, let's start to see where the cap goes and where the luxury tax goes. And Golden State's going to have some decisions to make at some point, whether they just want to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in luxury tax um, to keep their core together, or if they want to, you know, if they're going to break it up at some point. No, I agree, because uh, I think the Spurs actually had the first meeting with Iguodala tonight, which I thought was interesting, too. So... I think that's going to be the biggest chip for Golden State is uh, to every signing with Bala. You know, I I mean, getting Livingston for $8 million a year, it's a lot, but it's not that much for him. He's a real key piece to that team. So, right, right. I think, let's see, after the first four, I think it could be argued that, like, there's probably a tie between Livingston and... Uh, Iguodala is most valuable, you know? Um, yeah, Iguodala is a little bit better. 
he's probably a little better athlete at this point, you know, can probably do a little bit more. Um, I guess Livingston offensively is slightly better, but yeah, yeah I guess see what you're saying. I mean, they definitely, I mean, I think they want to be able to keep both of them. And if they manage to do that, it's going to be really hard for anybody to pick against them. Um, yeah, I would love for them to lose Iguodala. Like, I I wish they could have lost both of them because that would have been a huge blow. Like, I saw several games where Livingston came in there and just sort of, like, righted the ship when, uh, you know, just he's got a really good calming presence. He sets the pace on offense. He um, he never really loses his cool. I, I, I like him as a backup. I think that's great. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. I'm not getting anything. Maybe Twitter's just overloaded right now. Are you watching the jump? Uh, oh, yes, I'm yeah. not. I'm kind of, I'm kind of searching through. Um, I'm on, I'm on the interwebs searching, uh, Google and or Twitter to kind of, See if anything uh, anything pops up. Yep. So nothing nothing doing in a little bit. Yeah. So, so um, I'm thinking for the Mavs. Uh, by the way, first summer league game is tomorrow at two o'clock in Orlando. Um, for the Mavs, we'll and I, I think I'm going to be at the uh, Vegas summer league next Saturday. See the Mavericks oh, uh, debut there. That is awesome. I'm very jealous. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have to do a live pod from uh, UNLV for that one. <laughs> from the Thomas and Max Center. Yeah, I'm all about that. Um, I actually made a wager today on Dennis Smith being rookie of the year. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think he's got a great shot. The uh, Yeah, but Orlando roster. Did you see the Orlando Summer League roster? It is like, no. oh, there's nobody I'm interested in watching other than uh, Motley. <laughs> nobody. Like, it is bad. And then, uh, so let's take, because we have a couple minutes here, let's talk about Jonathan Motley really quick. Uh, he's yeah. essentially our second-round pick. Yep. I'm I'm very grateful we picked him up. Uh, still not clear why we didn't buy more picks, but... That's that's been that's been argued. That's been ranted on. Uh quick take on Motley. Uh there's a lot you know, he got the two way contract. There's a lot of talk about him, spent a lot of time in Frisco next year. Uh what are your thoughts on him? Where does he play? Does he make the final roster? Yada yada. I mean, he's a big body and I think at one point this year he's being talked about as a first round pick. Yeah. Um I mean you know, if you're going to pick up a guy as a, kind of a free agent, it's like, you know, what's the difference between Motley and, like, when we had Quincy AC last year? You know, I mean, pretty much no difference, I would say. Yeah, uh, I, agree. I agree. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking at the roster right now. If you mentioned that, Jesus, we still have Satnam Singh. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, that's still going on. I think... uh I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, I'm really excited the Mavericks picked him up because he was probably the most notable guy that wasn't drafted you know, last week. Everyone kind of pegged him, or at least from everything I've read, 
you know, pegged him as a guy who was going to be drafted at some point. And so, um, like you said, he's essentially our second round pick. And I mean, I, I think that's exactly what you want to see if you're the Mavericks. And, you know, I know we were just talking about Serge Ibaka. You know, if, if that didn't work out, let's say it doesn't, right? In all likelihood, it doesn't. Then, yeah, let's hope. I mean, let's, let's give those minutes to a guy like Motley, you know, and let him get in there and bang and, and play and, and let's see how he does. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I watched a lot of film on him this past week just, uh, on YouTube and, uh, he's actually got a pretty nice feel. Like, uh, I like his form a lot. Um, he's got a huge wingspan. He's got a lot to like in his game. Like, he doesn't have an awkward offensive game at all. Uh, obviously, it could get better, but, uh, it, it just, he looks good. Like, I, I don't know how he doesn't make this roster just because, um, you know, he plays with an attitude. He plays with a pretty good fire and, um, I don't know. I don't want to. I could. I could see him being a backup center for us next year. I know he's a power forward right now, but if we play small ball, wouldn't he be just a great center? Well, yeah. Think about a couple of years ago. Well, probably four years ago now, when when Dewan Blair was in here for yeah. a season. That's and a great he's analogy. He's an undersized guy, and. He just brought a lot of energy. And I think for Mavericks fans, like Swan Blair's not very good, but, but man, he just got after it when he was out there. Yeah. And for an undrafted guy, you got to think at the very least, he's going to bring a lot of energy. So yeah. if he makes this team, I think it's going to be largely based on that. And if he can come in and bring that, great. I'd be excited to see someone like that come in and, and just work hard. I think that was the fun thing about the Mavericks last year. Is that we lost games, but you know, felt like the guys just really competed and worked hard. And you know, as a Mavericks fan, that was a, that was a fun team to root for compared to you know previous years when we've got Rondo in here, Ojemeo or Lamar Odom or you know any number of guys we've seen come through Dallas since the uh, championship year. So yeah, that's that's what I'd love to see. Yeah, I agree, and that's that's what takes away from any sort of like you know. Serge Ibaka thoughts. It's just like you're taking time away from uh, from from these other players, and uh, I, I'm just. It's almost like incongruent with with the vibe of the whole team right now. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, let's go celebrate Dirk as much as we can, and you know he's not going anywhere, obviously, but. Um, I mean, even he acknowledges, I mean, this is, this should just be a rebuild right now, you know, because there's really, I mean, there's, there's pretty much nothing the Mavericks could do to compete for a championship over the next three years. I wouldn't say three years. I mean, I, I've been seeing a lot of negative tweets from like Eddie Sesco and a couple other guys, maybe even Tim McMahon saying how like, oh, we're two players away, we're three players away, we're four players away. And, um, you know, I I just believe we have a system, and Rick Carlisle is worth a lot in terms of a playoff series. And you know, I, I think a lot is going. It's going to be interesting how Dennis Smith develops this year because uh, if he develops quickly and becomes a real force quickly, which 
we've seen this in the league before. You know, uh, Damian Lillard came in and just lit everything up his rookie year. So yeah, it's, it's like we this can happen, and uh, if that happens, he. You never know. There's going to be a team out there that we don't know what team it's going to be, but they're going to become the team that gives Golden State problems. And yeah. um, I don't know. Maybe if we got a little more shooting, um, that might help too. So uh, that's another thing that we may want to address in free agency is like we don't have a lot of gunners like we used to, you know. Yeah, that's true. And that's something that became pretty evident during games last year. You know, the Mavericks would just go stretches where they just couldn't score the basketball, which is something the Mavericks really haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. So um, that being said, a free agent out there that has not been discussed, uh, what do you think about Jason Terry coming back to the Mavs for like a one-year deal? Um, oh, yeah, look, sure. I mean... <laughs> I, you know, it doesn't, I, I love Jason Terry. I mean, all of us will love Jason Terry. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a veteran guy who I think he'd probably help out the younger guys, but also yeah. not really make us much better. So yeah. it's kind of a win-win in that. that yeah, that's it, how I It's see a feel-good it. pickup, and we're still pretty bad. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that idea a lot. So, kind of pulling for that as well. Um, and that would give us a good mix of, you know, we'd have three guys from the championship team. We'd have Devin Harris. That, that's a nice core of veterans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, good veterans who, you know, kind of know how, how the Mavericks do things or, or how we've done things in the past. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a good mix, and and guys with without a lot of ego who are going to sit there and you know gripe about playing time. Right, exactly. They'll just be happy to be together. Right, right. So, all right. Well, this is probably one of our longest podcasts. I and, agree. Yeah. Um, to the credit, uh, we this this should be noted. We're sort of a this is kind of our one year anniversary week. As we started the podcast last summer, uh, the week of free agency. So uh, that's a great point. Yes, it was the Fourth of July when Durant signed with uh, the Warriors, and kind yep. of the first domino fell on the Mavericks becoming um, somewhat relevant again. Yeah, and I, I think we started it uh, a week before that, discussing a possible uh, Hassan Whiteside signing. So, that's um, right. That's right. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, one year in the books. This is our 29th episode of uh, DMAPS podcast and uh, gearing up for another year. So, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, after the free agent dust is settled, I imagine we'll get back together and see how everything shook out. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, Mavs probably will not be making moves till, you know, Monday, Tuesday. Is that when the moratorium's up? I forget. Uh, no, it's like, I thought it was longer than that. I thought it was like 10 days or something, isn't it? I think they cut it shorter, but I, I don't oh, okay. know. But right. um, I'm I'm just, the faster the big money dries up, the sooner the Mavs will get in the game, and that'll be fun. And yeah. so... Um, 
Okay. Well, I think that's it for our live, our live free agency podcast show. Um, I've got no new news here. Do you have anything? No, not saying anything. Yeah. All right. So uh, we will check back in a couple days, maybe even on the 4th, depending on your schedule. And uh, I'm Al Siddham. You're Matt Siddham. And this is BMAP's podcast. And uh, any questions, please email us at mapspodcast at gmail.com or uh, at bmapspodcast on Twitter. Any uh, any closing shots? <laughs> no, that's it. I just go Mavs. <laughs> All right, go Mavs. Take care. All right, see ya.